You're listening to the What is a Campus Pastor podcast, a podcast for campus pastors to figure out what we're even doing and how to do it better. I'm Frank Gill. In this episode, we'll be talking about what you should consider before taking on a role of a campus pastor or even if you should be applying to campus pastor positions. Make sure you subscribe because this Thursday, we'll be hearing from Sam Yoon, the author of the only book for campus pastors. We'll talk more about what a person should know before getting into this role and much more. Hope you enjoy the show. When I applied to be a youth pastor at all the churches I was a youth pastor at, I had a well-worn path of knowledge on what to expect, questions to ask, and what I should look for before I say yes to a job offer from a church. But the role of a campus pastor feels different. I personally didn't know anyone And it seemed like those who were in the role at other churches were inaccessible. That wasn't true. Every campus pastor I've met since I got into this role has been very awesome and generous with their time and their information. But back then, I thought they wouldn't make time for me. I was asked to be a campus pastor and took a leap of faith because I didn't know anything about it. But now that I've been in this role for a while, I think I have a better idea of what you should expect and what you should ask yourself before taking on this role. I want to give you three questions to ask yourself before you decide to apply for that campus pastor role and before you consider updating your resume. Before you ask if I should become a campus pastor, the first question you should ask is, should I be a pastor? Sometimes the size of a multi-site church or these really complex multi-site structures of some churches may cause a person to think that a campus pastor is really a unicorn kind of role. And though it's unique, a campus pastor is no less than a pastor. All the expectations from scripture for a pastor apply here as well. So a question you should ask yourself is, are you actually called to be a pastor? When you read the pastoral epistles, are you above reproach, sober-minded, self-control? Are you able to teach? Though this position may not offer you many opportunities to teach, teaching is necessarily a part of this role. Are you willing to be a servant to all? Are you, how, how's your personal life? How's your marriage? How's your family? How's your integrity? How is your walk with the Lord? All the qualifications that we see from Paul and Timothy and in Titus apply to you in this position. If a church doesn't have these qualifications from the Bible in their job description for a campus pastor, which sadly, I, I know some churches that don't have these qualifications for their role as a campus pastor. They want more of like a, an executive leader than an actual pastor. I would encourage you to run away from that job because you are still very much a pastor. Are you called to pastoral vocational ministry? Because if not, then you're not called to be a campus pastor. Because even if you are not preaching, you are very much pastoring and leading, and the bar is high in the scripture for those who want to take on this role. So the first question I want to ask you is, are you called to actually be a pastor? The second question I want you to ask yourself is, are you okay with not sitting at the table? This is where the biggest tension is often felt in this role. You have a pastoral heart and a love for the church, but you are sitting in a seat with high responsibility and high influence, but at times you have very little authority. Most of the time, the tension comes from communication stuff, right? The church has something that needs to be communicated, but you feel like there are campus-specific stuff that needs to be more important, or there are things that you sense your people need, but you don't have the authority to change something like the preaching or the discipleship or whatever other department in your church because That comes from central and you're not sitting at a table or sometimes 
sadly, your campus can feel like it's the forgotten uh, a child in this family. In the shuffle of other campuses being planted or other campuses having greater needs, your campus feels like it's being neglected. But I love what Simon Sinek says. He says, leadership is not about being in charge. Leadership is about taking care of those in your charge. And Clay Scoggins in his book, How to Lead When You're Not in Charge, Matt talked about how uh, that was like the most important book for campus pastors, which I very much agree, right behind Sam Yoon's book. He says, influence always outpaces authority. Influence always outpaces authority. As a campus pastor, you wield so much influence, and this will be stronger amongst your people than any decision that comes from the central services. That doesn't mean that you should be a jerk about this and threaten central with your power of influence. It means that you have a massive responsibility if you take this call. The responsibility to carry the vision of the church with the people who see you as their pastor. What is great about this role is that you have full authority in the care and love for your people. No one will be able to shepherd your people like you will, and you'll be given way more time to do that because the preaching responsibility and some of the administration, administrative responsibility has been given to others. Maybe a better way to see this is, is, is asking this question. Are you willing to trust leadership with the church as they trust you for the people at that campus, right? Are you willing to trust the leadership to cast the vision and to create the mission for the church as the church trusts you to care for the people at your campus? That doesn't mean you never challenge or you never question. However, you need to be okay with letting other people determine creative leadership and direction, being okay if people are teaching the text a little differently than you would, being okay with sitting in a sandbox for ministry, but, but you have full room to grow and flourish in that sandbox that is given to you. Again, I don't know if I'm, I've explained this well, but every church has varying levels of responsibility. There are campus pastors who have to get into the financials every week of their campus operations. There's uh, there's campus pastors who preach every week, while there's other campus pastors that we we you know you're gonna hear on this podcast who preach maybe one to two times a year. But the benefits of being in this role means you get to have more influence and time to shepherd your people than the average lead pastor or church planter gets to at their churches. Again, let me ask that question again. Are you okay with not sitting at the table, the table of authority or the table that makes all the big decisions? Because even though you don't get to sit at that table in this role, you get to sit at the table of immense influence in people's hearts. And that is what this role is really all about. Now, I'm going to dive into the, the last question. But before I do that, I want you to hear this quick message. Hi, everybody. This is Andrew Larson. You might know me from Practically Pastoring, which is one of the other, I don't know, dozen or so podcasts that Frank lends his voice to. If you've ever listened to our little show, you know that we spend a whole lot of time making fun of Frank, not because we don't love him, but because none of us actually understand what it is that a campus pastor does. So we're glad that you're listening to this show. But I also want to encourage you to check out Practically Pastoring because... One of the things we discuss time after time is the importance of not doing ministry alone. Practically Pastoring is a great place to connect with other pastors who are going through the same things you're going through, understand what day-to-day -day ministry life is like, and it's also a great place to make fun of Frank. We hope you'll check it out.
The third and final question I want to ask you before you apply to be a campus pastor somewhere is, are you ready to support this church? This might sound very similar to the last question I just asked you, but it is slightly different. Being a campus pastor means that you are an ambassador, a vision carrier, a culture replicator of the church at large. So, so let me ask you a hard question that every person in ministry must ask themselves from time to time while they're in ministry. If you were just a congregant and you were paid to be at that church, would you still attend that church? Sadly, I know a lot of people who are in ministry who would not attend the church that they're at if they weren't getting paid to be there for different reasons. But bitterness can set in. And once you have that that bitterness feeling in your heart and you have to start white knuckling it to attend Sunday morning or even come into the office because you're trying to make a paycheck, that is when you should immediately go somewhere else. If you are not bought into the vision and mission of that church, if you have bitterness already stored in your heart, then this is not for you. If you can't get behind or excited about what the church is doing with her whole heart, or you don't believe in aspects of what the church is trying to do. If you are not bought into video venues, then you will do a disservice for your people because they will not buy into something that you're not bought into. When you sit within a certain department, you can be really passionate about that department, right? Like if you're just doing the student ministry, you can kind of ignore what other ministries are doing. If you're really bought into worship because you're a worship leader, you can overlook the discipleship department. You can overlook what kids are doing because it doesn't really bother you. But when you are the campus pastor, you are like the quarterback that needs to understand and believe in every role at your campus. Like I said earlier, even if you are not 100% bought into everything, can you 100% endorse and support and support it to the people that you are representing, that you're speaking to, right? Critique privately, but promote publicly is a concept I think about a lot working in larger organizations, especially in multi-site churches. I'm willing to be critical and criticize aspects of our church because I want what's best for it. But publicly, I'm going to continue to promote that event that maybe I'm not fully bought into, but like I will promote it to make sure that the vision, the mission of the church has been set by Central or set by my lead pastor continues to move forward. But privately, I will still ask for that one-on-one. I will still talk to the departments privately to be like, hey, I don't know if this makes sense. But the moment I'm starting to like rush through an announcement or if someone asks me a question about a particular thing and I'm like, yeah, I actually agree. This doesn't this doesn't make sense. I don't know why we do this. Or the most common thing is I if I start saying, I actually don't like video venues either. I wish I was preaching more. Then this is not the role for you. Are you ready to support the church that's calling you to be in this position? When I was in student ministry, there was a common uh, joke or a common phrase that was often stated amongst youth pastors at conferences and different events is that we don't treat student ministry as a stepping stone, right? A joke that is thrown a lot by people who are my former peers to me is that I was demoted when I became a campus pastor, when I had to start working with adults. And, and I love that because I love student ministry and I love every minute I get to be back in it. I, I often think that people assume student ministry or student pastors is the minor leagues of ministry, but it's very much the major leagues 
I, I, I get thrilled about opportunities to be around student pastors and to serve in student ministry. And I, I think the reason why people often said that they don't want to see student ministry as a stepping stone, stone is because it diminishes uh, the experience for the students. Student pastors are not all the way bought in. They are are kind of being half-hearted, kind of buying their time until they can become uh, an associate pastor or a lead pastor or a church planner or whatever. And therefore, there's a generation of students that are kind of hurt by that because they didn't get the full experience that they could have experienced. Uh, but when a student pastor is fully bought in and they are saying, I am seeing this as my ministry and I'm going to do everything I can to exert all of the best energy I have for these students, what that student ministry will actually give you is every single tool in your tool belt to be the best pastor you could ever be in any facet of ministry. I didn't see student ministry as a stepping stone. Again, I never aspired to be a campus pastor. But once my church started seeing value in me and asked me to be a campus pastor, I prayerfully considered it because I realized that I had tools, unique tools from my student ministry years that I could apply to being a campus pastor. So if, if you get called to be a campus pastor from student ministry, that's an awesome opportunity because of all the ministries, this is no offense to any other position in the church, of all the ministries in the church, you have like a microcosm in student ministry that gives you everything you need to handle every single situation uh, as a campus pastor or as a lead pastor or a church planner. Now, uh, again, I don't know anyone who aspires to be in this role. However, like youth ministry, campus pastors can surely become some of the best lead pastors and church planners in this country one day. I, I still don't like the idea of seeing this role as a stepping stone. In fact, one of the interviews that uh, I have with one of the pastors on this podcast, they'll say, do not see campus pastors as a stepping stone. If it is, don't be a campus pastor. Just apply to that position that you want to you wanna work at. Maybe do it at a smaller church, but don't be a campus pastor. I, I, I kind of disagree, but, but here's what I'm saying. I can see someone committing for a season and being all in for their people as a campus pastor in order to being developed and to be sent out one day. Most churches know that they're lucky to have a campus pastor for whatever time they have. Campus pastors are these unique crowd that 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 have a certain set of skills that are way beyond what the role demands of them. However, if they can have a mature, godly, priestly campus pastor who will care for their people, they will be such a huge benefit for their church. But I would recommend that if you do have aspirations beyond being a campus pastor, you want to be a church planner, a lead pastor one day, a teaching pastor one day, I would recommend being upfront with that. When they ask you, where do I see myself in five years? You should say, I hope to be more equipped now than I was when I got here. And if the Lord sees fit, I would love to be sent out by this church to plant a church or have a great recommendation if and when I apply to be a lead pastor somewhere else, right? Just don't neglect the people that you have right now. Love them because they are the people God has entrusted into your care in this season, in this context right now. The way you show devotion to your people right now will demonstrate and show if you're treating this as a stepping stone or not. Later this week, as I said earlier, we have Sam Yoon who wrote the first the, the book First Year as a Campus Pastor. And if you're entering into this role, you must get this book. It will help you start with success and, and the first two chapters answer the questions we've been talking about in this episode, whether or not you should even take on this role. But listen to his interview where we talk more about 
what you should consider becoming when you're becoming a campus pastor and some of the dynamics he has had in his role at Settleback. As always, if you have questions along the way, leave us a voice message. And at the end of the season, I will do a Q&A where I'll be answering your questions and bring back some of the guests to answer them. I want you to subscribe to this podcast, share it with someone. I, I want every single campus pastor on the planet to listen to this podcast. So if you know a campus pastor, please share it with them. It will help me a ton. And also, rate and review the show wherever you're listening to this. And remember, and remember, our title is made up, but our calling is not. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.